Hi there, and welcome to Global Force Recognition Radio. My name is Mike Wood, and you've tuned into our regular downloadable broadcast that offers tips and insights on using appreciation to manage your employees and your culture. I'd like to welcome Darcy Jacobson, blogger and analyst from Global Force. Darcy is going to be our host for this 20-minute segment on why recognition matters. Hi, Darcy. Hi, Mike. What do you have for us today? Uh, what can we expect to hear? Well, if you've ever found yourself sitting across from an employee and wondering whether your positive feedback's really hitting the mark, or if you're one of those folks who struggles when it comes to finding words for meaningful and productive feedback, or if you have managers in your organization maybe who are, let us say, recognition challenged, um, then the next 20 minutes are definitely for you. In the, in the first part of the show, we're going to pull back the curtain on recognition a bit and tinker around with the inner workings. We'll talk about how exactly it can help managers motivate teams and develop individuals and deliver business results. And then in the second part, we'll define what is and isn't recognition, and you'll learn a few key secrets for making it really effective and resonant. And we hope that you'll walk away with a deeper understanding of the possibilities of recognition in your organization and a roadmap for how to begin that process. And this material is all drawn from our new publication, The Manager's Field Guide to Recognition. We'll talk about that in the middle of our broadcast, about how you can get your hands on a copy of that for yourself or to share in your organization. Right. And in the coming weeks, we'll be following this up with more broadcasts on things like the nuts and bolts of when and how to recognize effectively, how to articulate just why you appreciate your employees and when you really can't find the words, and how to get the most from recognition data and how to make a business case for recognition in your organization. So let's jump into our first half. Many managers today are, are not just managers of work, but have the first line of responsibility when it comes to really inculcating employees into a departmental or organizational culture. And research tells us that the employee's relationship with a manager is the single most important one in the workplace. And we also know that feedback a manager gives is, is critical to an, empo- an employee's engagement. And for some managers, this really comes easily. But many managers are at sea when it comes to offering positive feedback and recognition. Some struggle to recognize effectively. Some struggle with understanding why recognition is necessary at all. So we wanted to take this first part of the broadcast to unpack some of the benefits to recognition from a manager's perspective and talk about how it makes them a better mentor of each individual, a better coach of a team, and a better manager of productivity and results. We tend to think of recognition as an initiative or a program with its own goals and rationale. But the truth is recognition is really just pure bottled positive feedback. And whether the behavior is whatever the behavior is that you want to see, whatever your goals or initiatives or programs are as a department or an organization, recognition can help you do that because positive feedback can help you do that. And, of course, positive feedback doesn't just mean being nice. It's a psychological term that means feedback that's focused on an employee's strengths. And it's really about noticing what they're doing right and encouraging them to keep doing it. And according to Gallup, managers who fail to give feedback fail to engage 98% of their employees. But those who do give feedback based on an employee's strengths, they reduce disengagement in their teams to under 1%. And that strengths part is super important. You know, as managers, we sometimes get bogged down in trying to put into employees what's been left out. Um, This really tends to be a losing gambit. 
Um, experts suggest that our energy is better spent on trying to develop what is there and maximize our employees' strengths rather than focusing on weaknesses, which is something of a money pit for employee development. And, and of course, the kind of feedback and recognition matter. All recognition is not created equal. Even when it's well-meant, poorly delivered recognition can ring false and even backfire into bitterness and resentment. So appreciation has to be seen as authentic and fair uh, and consistent and personal in order to have that power to move your employees. And really good recognition reinforces what your employees are already doing right, and it offers a model for future success. So when done well and consistently, it can really make a manager's job infinitely easier. So one of the things that our companies today ask of managers is that they be good mentors and, and developers of people on an individual basis. And some managers are great at this. Um, but for others, it's incredibly hard. For one thing, many managers are challenged just to get their to-do list finished, never mind you know, finding the time to sit and reflect on each employee's performance in a meaningful way. They save it up you know, until it becomes this huge undertaking, and then, and then sometimes they just give up. But when we give managers the ability to offer regular, incremental recognition, now they're able to break that feedback down into small, individual moments that are less daunting. And this makes this process of ongoing feedback infinitely easier because now you're in the habit and you're noticing and appreciating great work in real time and in manageable bites. So by embedding work in the day-to-day, it becomes a simple, reflexive, and burdenless part of your routine as a manager. And having this feedback vehicle also provides you with information to make your whole job of managing easier. So each recognition moment adds to a broader picture of strengths and weaknesses. So when it comes time to create individual development plans or evaluations, uh, the dreaded performance reviews, you have a a real-time record of that worker's achievements as they were created in the moment and not sort of recalled months after the fact. Um, Moreover, it lifts the burden off you alone. Social recognition is peer-to-peer which means it can come from anyone to anyone in the organization. And this makes your entire team, your eyes and ears on the ground, noticing their colleagues' performance when you can't be there. And that provides a double bang for your buck because not only are peers expanding the scope of recognition, but you're also encouraging each of those employees to also think about what it means to practice your company values and to be inspired by the activities of their peers. So you're inviting them to notice each other doing great work And lastly, recognition is a great way to get new employees quickly oriented by recognizing them during their first few weeks and then encouraging them to recognize others. You can quickly show your newest reports what it means to really practice your values, um, the behaviors you want to see most. So it's very helpful for onboarding. Um, Our recent research on this has actually shown that when new employees receive an award within 30 days of hire, they go on to receive and give recognition, that is, to perform better and to be a more integrated part of the culture, by a factor of as much as 13.8 to 1. So that's the sort of one-on-one part. Um, But recognition is also a fantastic tool for you as a coach of a broader team or department. 
Um, each recognition moment helps you to strengthen the relationships among your team members and between your team and other teams in the organization. And that isn't just guesswork. You can actually see a visual map of those relationships if you're leveraging the data that recognition produces. Um, that's inherent within our solution at Global Force. Um, in business, we tend to design companies on organizational charts, right? And we sort of expect institutionally that an employee is going to have a relationship upward to their supervisor and laterally to their peers under that supervisor and then downward to direct reports if they have them. But that isn't really how informal networks and companies grow. You have a relationship with Bob in purchasing because, you know, you play on the softball team with him or you have a relationship with someone in marketing because you both started in the same role in the company. You know the lead in sales because you worked on a couple of big deals together. Maybe the VP of ops used to be your boss and so on. Um, you know, these informal relationships cut across our organizations in ways that many companies find it challenging to really visualize, um, though they can, in fact, be visualized with recognition data. Um, but that's a story for another broadcast. Um, but these relationships, they become the lifeblood of your company and, and they're how work really gets done. So it follows that the more of them that you can build, the more you can facilitate the relationships on your team, and the more you'll facilitate departmental and interdepartmental flow and break down barriers and make it easier for your department to function within the company. And then there's your own departmental culture, right? So departments and subgroups typically need to establish a sort of healthy subculture in order to thrive with their unique challenges and workload. Um, so if you're trying to manage your, your culture on a departmental level, recognition is a, is a fantastic tool for that. You can pool data on your team members to get a sense of where your department might have weaknesses or soft spots. So say, for example, you, you notice that your, your department of engineers is, is getting a lot more awards for quality, uh, but very few for innovation, say, or uh, risk-taking. And, you know, this might indicate that work can be done with that group. Maybe they need to be encouraged to be a little more innovative. Um, maybe your marketing organization is often recognized by R&D and product, but very rarely by sales. You know, maybe there's a relationship that's broken there or some relationship building needs to happen. Um, so this gives you oversight into that. And change management is another way uh, recognition can impact your job as a team manager because it can be a really daunting challenge for many managers. Uh, recognition can help there too by enabling the new behavior that you want to see and rewarding those who practice it, you can actually help people in your department see what those must-win battles are and what it means to really embrace change. And this kind of positive reinforcement is a really nice alternative to the sort of cajoling or browbeating that come, sometimes accompanies unwelcome change. And then finally, recognition helps you to manage quality of performance. You know, whether you have an employee who isn't working to their full potential, a team member may be struggling to understand your expectations, uh, maybe a, a direct report who's just disengaged in their work. Um, you know, these situations can be distracting and draining for a manager, and they pull valuable resources of time and energy away from the real tasks at hand, and no one likes them. Um, so recognition helps you to have proactive, positive conversations with employees about what they're doing right. And that can help avoid later more unpleasant conversations about what they're doing wrong. But as a manager, you also have a responsibility for certain deliverables, right, and results. 
Um, so countless studies have shown the impact of recognition on employee engagement and productivity and safety and other key business metrics that impact your bottom line. Um, Burson by Deloitte, for example, has shown that organizations who recognize employees have 14% higher employee engagement, employee productivity, and customer satisfaction. And our own research agrees with this, by the way. We identify a direct correlation between recognition and a more satisfied, productive, and engaged employee group. And in addition to driving productivity and performance, recognition can be a huge help on a team level to inspire employees to meet the goals that have been set for your department or group. A manager's job can sometimes be more work when managing up than managing down. I think we all have been there. Um, recognition data is a splendid way to not only meet goals that have been set by senior leaders, but also to gather solid metrics that show your team is performing to those goals. So recognition reach, strength of values, and interdepartmental recognition activity can all help to show senior leaders a more nuanced picture of your departmental performance and your culture and your department's contribution to the business. So stay tuned for part two after the break. The information in this broadcast is excerpted from our new publication, The Manager's Field Guide to Recognition. If you'd like to get a PDF copy of that entire guide, including tips on when, why, and how to recognize employees, how to use recognition insights to better manage, and how to build support for recognition in your company, visit us at recognitionradio.com or click the link in the follow-up email that came with this broadcast. Now on to part two of Why Recognition Matters. Take it away, Darcy. Thanks, Mike. Okay, so I think we made a good case as to how great recognition can move the needle for managers, but it sort of begs the question, well, what exactly is great recognition? So in this last shorter part of the set broadcast, I'd like to unpack a bit what we mean by recognition and, and what we definitely do not mean. So let's start with what it's not. Uh, recognition is not vague. Thanks for all you do is not recognition. It's a platitude, and, it, and your employees recognize it as one. Uh, to be effective, recognition has to be specific and call out exactly what was so remarkable. And this has the added benefit, of course, of giving that employee and others a map for how to recreate that success. Uh, number two, recognition is not an entitlement. Uh, so recognition should never be implied evenly to everyone, regardless of merit. Uh, this reduces appreciation to a meaningless perk, and it, it really robs it of all meaning and power. Number three, recognition is not focused on the company or the manager. So one critical mistake that some managers make is to assume that employees are going to enjoy what they enjoy. So some employees appreciate a lunch out with the boss or drinks on the company after work, um, but others consider it to be forced fun, and the recognition moment really backfires then. So great recognition has to be focused solely on the employee and their contribution. Uh, recognition is not a popularity contest. So good recognition is thoughtful and transparent, but it must always be given on the basis of merit and never on the basis of popularity. Uh, recognition is not an incentive. So incentives are expected. And they come as a result of meeting a set goal, and they have their place in time. But recognition comes spontaneously, um, unexpectedly, based on fantastic performance that goes above and beyond the expected. So incentives have their place, but they're not recognition, and they're not going to elicit the same results. Uh, recognition is not one size fits all. 
different people respond differently to different motivations. So your recognition efforts should be respectful of that uniqueness, particularly when you're connecting recognition with a tangible reward to make it more lasting. So ensure that recognition and reward also incorporates individual choice. Uh, recognition is not trinkets and trash. Um, so don't make the mistake of letting a pin or a trophy stand as a surrogate for a heartfelt message of thanks and a meaningful reward. Um, no certificates on the chair. Um, you know, years ago, those items were the currency of recognition, but most of them are gathering dust in, in the back of closets today. Um, recognition is not an annual event, so don't save it up for the annual performance conversation. If recognition for above and beyond behavior isn't timely, employees are going to stop making the extra effort long before you get around to thanking them. So let's turn that around and talk about a few qualities that great recognition always has. It's positive, it's appreciative, it's specific, it recognizes uniqueness, it celebrates effort and contribution and achievement, it is consistent and fair, it's merit-driven, it's unexpected, it's frequent, it's appropriate to the effort, it's social, meaning it's shared with others in the organization, it knows no global borders, so it's accessible and equitable everywhere in your company, anywhere in the world. It happens as close as possible to the event. It resonates with your company and team values, your goals, and your mission. It's critical to connect back to those. Uh, it comes from anywhere, so from a manager, from a subordinate, from a colleague. I frequently recognize my own manager. And, and finally, it has substance and emotional weight. It means something to the giver and to the recipient. It's human. And that's really great recognition in a nutshell. Um, we'll get into a lot more detail in the future broadcasts about how to create that specifically. And through the course of these broadcasts, you'll hear me also talk about, about social recognition. So for now, I want to wrap up with a brief explanation of what social recognition is and why it's important. So we live in, a, in an increasingly more social world where our connections to others have become essential to our own growth and success and, and really humanity. And companies are no different. Um, organizational structures are becoming less based on hierarchy and more based on networks of relationships. And the way we share information at work now depends on inclusion of peers and direct reports and others across all areas of the organization. And in fact, in our joint research with uh, the Society of Human Resources Management, or SHRM, we found that 57% of companies surveyed saw increased engagement as a result of implementing peer-to-peer, -peer, specifically peer-to-peer -peer recognition. Now, by social, we do not mean uh, that it's frivolous or chatty or camped out at the water cooler. I'm not talking about Farmville or, um, you know, what we mean is that it's shared and that it's part of your community experience within your company. And social recognition is that process of leveraging technology to amplify recognition and broadcast it within the walls of your company so that Everyone can see what the company values and participate in congratulating and reinforcing that behavior and, and really to be inspired to emulate it themselves. So that wraps up this week's broadcast. We hope you found it helpful. Don't forget to tune into our next broadcast where we'll talk about finding opportunities for recognition. 
Darcy will talk about making recognition a habit in your management style and discuss best practices for recognition, including criteria, timing, frequency, and spontaneity. She'll cover the 12 questions you should be asking before you give recognition and offer pointers on how to spot employees who are making a real impact on your organization. And if you'd like to learn more about social recognition and how you can implement it in your company, please visit us at globalforce.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for Darcy's blog. See you next time on Recognition Radio.